0: Hello, everyone. Thank you for joining me for another exciting and informative episode of the Paralegal Voice on the Legal Talk Network. I'm Jill Francisco, an advanced certified paralegal, past president of NALA, the Paralegal Association, and your host of this episode of the Paralegal Voice. I have over 22 years of paralegal experience, and I am so excited to share my knowledge and enthusiasm for the paralegal profession with you. We have a wonderful guest for today's show, but before we welcome her, we'd like to thank our sponsors. Today's sponsor is Serve Now. Serve Now is a nationwide network of trusted, pre-screened process servers. Work with the most professional process servers who have experience with high-volume serves, who embrace technology, and understand the litigation process. Visit servenow.com to learn more. We would also like to thank Legal Inc., makes it easy for paralegals to digitally automate tasks like business formations, corporate filings, and registered agent services nationwide. Visit LegalInc.com podcast to create your free account today. Thank you to Nala, the paralegal association. NILA is a professional association for paralegals, providing continuing education, voluntary certification, and a professional development programs. NILA has been a sponsor of the Paralegal Voice since our very first show. Also, thank you to CourtFiling.net. E-file court documents with ease in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. To learn more, visit CourtFiling.net to take advantage of a 30-day free trial. So I am so very excited today to have Cherie Crosby Wheeler as my guest today. Sherry is the VP of Corporate Social Responsibility at Mr. Cooper. Mr. Cooper is the largest non-bank mortgage servicer in the country. In this position, she is primarily responsible for diversity and inclusion strategies and integration for the entire company. She also works on government relations and state and community relations. Cherie is going to be discussing ways for you to become involved and move diversity, equity, and inclusion forward at your organization. She is going to be giving us some very valuable tips today that you don't want to miss. Hi,
1: everybody. (laughs) Um, It's so great to be here with you all today and just sharing a little bit about diversity, equity, and inclusion. And I guess I will start with telling you a little bit more about me and my background. So I am a, you know, some people say, oh, they're a recovering lawyer. I'm not a recovering lawyer. I still am licensed to practice in Texas. Um, I have not let that law license go. And although I am in the corporate realm, I still keep one foot firmly grounded in the legal realm. I still keep up those networks. I still um, talk to colleagues. I still volunteer. I still speak with groups of legal professionals, like I am getting a chance to speak with you all today. So I am super excited to be here and to just talk about a topic that is near and dear to my heart. It's also what I do day in and day out, um, diversity, equity, and inclusion. So
0: excited. Thank you so much. And like I said, I, I'm really I think it's interesting to our listeners because, you know, they wouldn't know, I guess, that, you know, you are an attorney. And so, like I said, you're deeply connected and familiar and still keep that connection with the legal field. So although, you know, this is for paralegals, all legal professionals, really, we have a lot of positions and things. But, you know, we will focus. I want. I like to focus on the law office and the environment that, you know, uh, most paralegals and le- other legal professionals work in. So I personally, you know, I I love this topic, too. And that's one of the reasons why I'm super excited to have you on today. And, you know, I hear people talking a lot about diversity, equity and inclusion. And there's a lot of different definitions that are always flying around. And, you know, are they the same? Are they different? I mean, please give our listeners, if you can, just a little bit of insight on those terms and the definitions that we should be familiar with.
1: (laughs) yeah so here's the thing a lot of times when people hear the word diversity i think everyone has a picture that forms in their mind about what they think that means what they think that is um and i want to maybe this might be new to some people and um or it might be a refresh but in the diversity equity and inclusion realm all three of those are separate topics and you might be surprised to know so diversity what we hear about, it is representation. It's the factual pieces of who we are, what makes each of us unique. And there's all these different dimensions of diversity, all these different slices, if you will, of a person that makes them unique. Now, a lot of times you'll hear people think about diversity and just think race and gender. And it's more than that. It's more than race and gender. It's sexual orientation. It's physical and mental abilities. It's your background. Were you in the military? Are you married? Do you have children? What's your socioeconomic status? What is your religion? Did you grow up in a, you know, a rural area or an urban area? Where are you now? Like all the different unique things that make you who you are, that contributes to your diversity. And so I think sometimes when people hear diversity, they'll think, well, I'm, you know, some people will think I'm not a part of that. I'm not diverse. And it's, Like, yeah, you do have different things that make you diverse. Now, what I will say is there's certain aspects of diversity that we focus on more. And I like to also, if you can put in your mind an iceberg, think about an iceberg. There's a part that's sticking up above the waterline. And then there's all this bigger part that's below the waterline. So above the waterline are the things of the diversity aspects that you can see. So you can see, well, you can't see people on the podcast, but if you look me up, you can see that I'm an African-American woman. Um, I am, you know, just turned 21. (laughs) Look it up. It's true.
0: Exactly. Um,
1: (laughs) I'll (laughs) vouch for that. (laughs) Exactly. You can see those things about me. Um, But then there's all these things below the waterline. Remember all those things I was talking about? Um, Whether or not I'm married, whether or not I have children, whether or not I was in the military, what my work background has been, what my level is at my company. Those are things that are below the waterline. There are also things that make you diverse but you can't see them. The only way you know about those is if you get to know someone, if you talk to them, if you ask them questions, or if they share that information with you. That's how you know about that. So the things that we see, they're more visible. And that's one of the reasons for that focus um, on diversity, the visible dimensions of diversity. But another reason for that focus is that we know historically, there has been, you know, skews in the workplace, in legal workplaces, in law Mm -hmm. firms. still is, unfortunately. And we know that we need to work on some of those dimensions of diversity to make it more fair, to make it more equitable for everyone. That's why you hear about certain ones so much more because people are working on it. But there are all these different dimensions of diversity that make each and every one of us a diverse individual. And so then when you go to the next word, inclusion, so remember, diversity is a fact. It's it's all these different, factual, unique things about you. When you go to inclusion, that is an action. So you can't just sit back and be like, yes, I'm inclusive, and you're just sitting there. It takes <laughs> action. <laughs> like you have to do something to make someone Feel included. Now, here's what can happen. And I'll, I'll bring in one more word. But you you take an action to make someone feel included. And we all know what that means. You go into um, a, a brand new employee comes in, a brand new paralegal comes into to work, and they may not be on your team. Do you make them feel included? Do you go up and you speak to them and, hey, how you doing? I'm Sheree. What's your name? Welcome. We're so glad you're here. That is an act of inclusion to make them feel a part of the organization, a part of what is going on. You have to do something. Now, you, you make a choice about inclusion. You could just sit back and let it ride, or you can go right. and you can actually do something physical as it pertains action. to, mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's action. And then equity. And this one, you hear it a lot in the diversity room. Equity is giving people the support that they need to excel in a workplace. And we're talking about a workplace, but you could also talk about society. You know, different people need different things to experience the world the same way or to experience um, a workplace the same way. So, for instance, having equity in a law firm, there may be a paralegal that um, has small children right now. And we know what we're going through. We know that it's harder on those that have small children. So maybe their managing partner that they work with should take that into account, allow their schedule to be a little more flexible during this time. Now, everybody doesn't need that. So everybody doesn't necessarily need that support because maybe their children are older. Maybe they don't have children. So they wouldn't need the same type of support. So equity, that's what equity is, making sure that people get the support that they need. I was going to bring in belonging, but I'll stop right there. You'll have <laughs> to reach out to me if you want to know about belonging.
0: <laughs> well, and I, I just want to say, you know, like how many times, I mean, that clears up so much confusion, I think, for our listeners and and makes it so easy to understand and I think you separated you know what's what and I mean how many times have you know like you said a new employee comes in and you know and you, you come up to them and you welcome like you were saying use your action you know make them feel included and then you know time goes on and mm-hmm. you know maybe they're late maybe they're late every day and so then you're like you know giving them the side eye and mm-hmm. wondering like why is this person late and then like you said possibly dig deeper maybe they have small children maybe there's some kind of situation that they have you know an a health uh, disability or something they mm-hmm. have to deal with that, you know, is making late for work. And it's like, you know, you're quick to make those judgments sometimes. Right. And and like you said, um, if you don't get to know the person, if you don't reach out to them, you know, you can making judgments about their work product. you like, you know, you think they're not a hard worker. You think mm-hmm. they're not doing, you know, doing their weight. And then here, it's just... It's something that's totally acceptable. We all have different things. We all have different reasons that if you just take the time and, like you said, the action and get get into that, that you get to know somebody. And then here, you know, maybe they're they're trying above and beyond to just, like right. you said, get equal and to do their part. But here, right. you know, they have a challenge that they're faced with, and, you know, you wouldn't know that without reaching out. So I think that's a great thing that you talked about that, you know, you do make a choice. You do make a choice, and you make a choice to, you know, reach out, get to know that person, make it feel welcome, get to know them. You know, share your background. Let, you know, learn their background. It's all a, you know, a two-way street. So I think that really clears up a lot of that confusion. So Cherie, before we get into some more uh, points on our conclusion, we need to move and take a little quick commercial break. So we'll be right back.
2: This episode of the Paralegal Voice is brought to you by CourtFiling.net, your solution for electronic filing in California, Illinois, Indiana, and Texas. Courtfiling.net provides a better e-filing experience so you can spend more time helping clients. Because they know that work sometimes happens after hours, courtfiling.net offers 24-7 phone, email, and chat support. Visit courtfiling.net to receive 30 days of unlimited free electronic filings and see how you too can e-file court documents with ease. Today's episode is brought to you by Legal Inc. Legal Inc. is empowering paralegals to embrace their inner legal Rockstar by automating the everyday tasks that hold them back. Through their free dashboard solution, paralegals can quickly and easily automate services like business formations, corporate filings, registered agent services, and more. Visit LegalInc.com to create a free account and check out LegalInc.com forward slash podcast for a chance to win legal Rockstar swag.
0: Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Cherie Crosby-Wheeler. And today we were just starting to really get into the meat of our discussion of diversity, equity, and inclusion. And we're going to start talking about what you can do to move it forward uh, in your place of employment or organization. So the one thing I did want to say, just to kind of just wrap up what we were talking about, Cherie, is um, I work for Densmore & Scholl, so obviously a national law firm. And, you know, I think we have a really good DE&I program and overall environment. I think they really are being purposeful and trying to do some of those strategies and value diversity, equity and inclusion. And I'm proud to work at a place like that. I mean, it means something to me. It makes, you know, I give them like extra points, so to speak. Mm -hmm. You know, there's so many things that people look for nowadays in an employer. And I feel like, you know, that's something that I look for. I want that environment. I mean, obviously for myself, but for others, like it's important to me that that's there for others. And I think it's also important that I feel that I see that they're doing actions, not just speaking about it or, let's say, posting it on their website. So, so anyway, that leads me into my next question that I wanted to talk to you about. I mean, I know you have so many great ideas. So could you please give our listeners some really specific things that they can do within their employment, you know, their place of employment, their organization, like you were saying, or just out, you know, in society to advance diversity and inclusion?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And I just want to touch real quickly on that last topic about um, inclusion. If you're, remember how you said it's a choice. If you're not purposefully including and making those steps to include, you may be accidentally excluding. Yep. And we all know how that feels. And so think about that when you have the the chance and the opportunity to take those steps towards inclusion. Because if you decide not to, you could be excluding someone and you you may not want to do that, but that's what's happening. So as far as some concrete actions that you know paralegals can take in their workplaces, the first thing I want to say, so The way that we approach diversity, equity, and inclusion, it happens on two different levels. Um, Practitioners working in this space. There's the individual level, what individuals can do, and then you have the systemic level. That's what the whole organization can do. And that means policies, practices, procedures, things that are in yeah. place. So you can work on it from two different levels. So I'll touch on a couple of things. So we already touched on one thing as far as individually. That was like one, there's so many things you can do to advance it um, in your workplace. Um, if you are a paralegal that has hiring responsibilities and capabilities, you have tremendous power <laughs> yeah. to impact Very um, diversity and inclusion at your organization if you have that. You are able to make sure that the process is fair. You are able to make sure that as many people, like cast that net wide and make sure that you can get as many different type of people to the table because that's going to make your organizations better. So you can have you know, a diverse slate, if you will say, we want to make sure that the slate of candidates that we're looking at is very diverse. It's not all the same, you know, it's not all Black women. I mean, I'm just going to, I'm going to use myself. That's not diversity. And some people think, oh, it's Black women, so it's diversity. No, it's not. If every woman on there is a Black (laughs) woman, that's not diversity. Because remember what we talked about. So you want to have that slate. If you have the power to do this, try to have as diverse a slate as you can. How can you do that? And make sure, again, going back to the process being fair. There. There's technologies out there, but you can also do this without technologies. Have someone else gather the resumes and strip those resumes of things that would clue you in to bias. Take off names. Take off dates of graduating from college, which can clue into age, you know, by our age bias. Take off maybe even where they worked before, because does that matter as much as what they did? Take that off. True. Take off schools. Sometimes people will be like, oh, this person went to Harvard. Okay, that's Uh all well and good, but then you could have a bias towards that. So you just want to know, do they have the requisite um, requirements, certificates, degrees, Their whatever skills. it is the yep. job requires. Strip all of that off in that first pass, in that very first pass. Let them give it to you and your, and this is another um, strategy you can use, slate of interviewers. Like not just one interviewer, have multiple perspectives that are looking at the process who are putting their input in there. So, and I know some companies do this already. Some law firms do this already, but if you don't, you should. And in that first pass, you know, look at just the skills, look at the skills of this person. What have they done? Does it meet the objective criteria of what you need for the role? And then obviously at some point when you meet them or you see them on Zoom, you will learn some things about them. You'll see some visible dimensions of diversity. But through that first cut, you've had an opportunity to cast the net so wide and to mitigate any bias that you might have. So that's something that you can do, especially if you have hiring responsibilities. Another thing that you can do that's concrete Maybe if you don't have hiring responsibilities, maybe if you're in an organization that's not like Jill's organization, that's already on the road, that they're moving forward, your organization may be a little earlier on in their journey. So what you can do is reach out and pay attention to who else in the organization may be a champion for diversity, equity, and inclusion and get together with that person and talk about, okay, here's what, you know, I think that we can do better here. Not saying just go straight to the top to the manager partner right (laughs) off the bat, unless you have that relationship, you might. And so if you do, that's great. But if- Sometimes you gotta get
0: your ducks in a row. (laughs) Right, right. If
1: not, then get some people together with you who are like-minded And say, here's what we would like to start here. And it it doesn't have to be anything big, some huge splash. Just get started on whatever it is, whether it be uh, affinity groups. Some companies call them affinity groups. We call them employee resource teams just to get started with one. You know, but it takes that one voice. And if you don't feel comfortable just all on your own going to the powers that be, grab a couple of other people that are like-minded and you can listen, you can find out, you know who they are, find them, link arms together and then work together to start building things. So that's another concrete thing I would say. Another thing I would say is start learning, learning as much as you can because your knowledge, then when you have the opportunity to share your knowledge You are influencing people around you. You are, believe it or not, even if it doesn't seem like it's moving as quickly as you would like, when you learn knowledge, like everybody who's listening to this podcast today, y'all are learning. And then you can take that back. You can start sharing it. Just dropping little nuggets here and there that's another thing you can do. So, you know, it it doesn't necessarily, change will not happen quickly. It takes time, but believe you me, if you are sharing your knowledge, you are affecting change and that's powerful. So I, I would encourage everyone on this podcast to think about that and think about the power that you have to
0: affect change.
1: I'll stop right there. I don't want to go too long. I can just keep going. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, there's you're right. You could keep going because there are so many things. And I think one of the messages that I'd like um, you know, our listeners to take away and I know I know it's what you're saying, is you don't have to have anything you know, like you said, not you don't have to do the, all the job today. You can start out, you know, and just be thinking to yourself, you know, and then, you know, kind of gathering some ideas to yourself. And then you're thinking, okay, well, you know, I think that this person, like you said, you reach out, you learn about your coworkers. You're like, I think this person might be interested in what I'm interested in. So let's collaborate. And then you kind of get, and then that expands your more ideas. And it just kind of, I think, you know, I mean, snowballs into so many things. And here you've thought to yourself, I can't do anything. I can't make a difference. I Mm Because I think I remember when I listened to your presentation that you did for Nala, your awesome webcast, I remember talking to Carla and talking to you about, you know, like, well, I feel like I don't have that power to hire. So what can I do? And it's like you can still encourage. And like I'm trying Mm -hmm. to encourage our firm right now to have a board of paralegals. Mm -hmm. be involved in hiring new paralegals because then I can talk about like not only skills that I think are essential to paralegals and to be successful but also encourage diversity like encourage them to not Mm -hmm. have us all the same Mm -hmm. Uh, you know like you said not just by race not just you know by but everything uh, background and 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 so many other things like don't because honestly I think that And I hope law firms are going this way, but I think they realize that's not how the client gets the best service. You have all right. the same people in the same room with the same thinking and the same ideas. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's not going to be the best, you know, work and services that they're going to get because all the clients aren't the same. You know, I mean, everybody, they're all, it might be a client that has, you know, a bunch of offices all over and they don't just want one, you know, little perspective or one little, um, you know, cornered on when you have the same like-minded Individuals doing stuff. I need so to I, be
1: interviewing you for this podcast because <laughs> you are dropping knowledge. Oh, thank <laughs> but you.
0: But you are right. You are absolutely thank you. right. Thank you. <laughs> well, it's just how, like I said, it is very important to me, and it's how I see it. And I and I just think that you know you can do small things, and they add up to be big things before you know it. I mean, I'm always surprised when I think, "Gosh, you know, I didn't even think this was going to work," and then, bam, mm-hmm. and there you are. You know, okay, so we got that, and I think we're getting some valuable information. We got to take another little break to do a commercial, so we'll be right back.
2: Looking for a process server you can trust? ServeNow.com is a nationwide network of local pre screen process servers. ServeNow works with the most professional process servers in the industry, connecting your firm with process servers who embrace technology, have experience with high volume serves, and understand the litigation process and rules of properly effectuating service. Find a pre-screened process server today. Visit www.servnow.com. NALA members receive exclusive content such as the paralegal utilization and compensation survey report, access to a members only collaboration site, discounts on office products and car rental, access and preferred placement on a web platform for paralegal contract jobs and access to the member-only Career Center. NALA members also receive discounted education and products. Join NALA today and become a part of our community. Learn more at NALA.org.
0: Welcome back to the Paralegal Voice. I'm Jill Francisco, and my guest today is Cherie Crosby-Wheeler. And we were just talking about and kind of wrapping up our um We were having a great discussion on what you can do in your organization, your place of employment, you know, just I feel like I want to include like Sheree does in society to just, you know, move these initiatives of diversity, equity, inclusion forward. So the next thing that I want to talk about uh, is very like, like Sheree, you were saying things are, you know, this is near and dear. It's very near and dear to me. This is something I've strived um, to do even before I feel like there was a term for it, or at least before I knew there was a term for it, is allyship. And, you know, being an ally, I love it when somebody tells me that they appreciate me doing that. Like seriously, it's one of the biggest compliments to me because I feel like you know. Sometimes I feel like am I doing? Yes, am I doing it right? I mean, you know, you love when you think about that. Like, am I doing this right? Am I? Am I making a difference? Am I doing what I intend to do? And so when somebody tells me that, I feel like okay, I am. It's like you know, yes, they. I, I'm doing it. So you know, basically, you know, what does allyship? really mean? And, you know, how does it look in the workplace? How can we relate that into our workplace?
1: So that's so interesting that you say that, um, Jill, about when people come to you and say, hey, we appreciate you and appreciate what you're doing, because that's one of the hallmarks of allyship. It's not something necessarily that we as allies to different communities that we get to say, I mean, we do say it, but when it really resonates and hits home, we'll say I'm an ally. But when yep. somebody comes to you and they point out to you that they see you as an ally to their community because of what you have done, yep. then you know, now you're cooking with grease, like for real, because <laughs> yes. They, yes. They're, they're seeing your works. And allyship is about more than just a statement or a title. It's about action going back to that action just like inclusion is about action so is allyship not only is it action it's continuous action it's on and on so you have sometimes people are like i'm an ally and they'll pop up (laughs) and then you won't see them anymore like what happened to that ally but somebody who continuously is stepping in and standing with a community of people That's an ally. Some people are lifelong allies. Some people are allies for a sustained period of time, you know, years. Um, You know, they're just really going in there. But they have that sustained, continuous action when they're being an ally. And when they know it is when the community that you're trying to help, when they tap you on the shoulder and say, hey, good job. That's when you know you're really, really doing it. And so, I mean, allyship, another thing to remember about it is that, Yes, it can be, it can take effort, it can take work. But guess what? You just stand alongside those that you're trying to help. And you say, hey, how can I help you? How can yeah. I be in support? How can I be with you? You know, the ally is not out in the front, the is not all the way to the back, the allies standing shoulder to shoulder. Yes. And mm-hmm. sometimes an ally can speak up in ways and in spaces and in places to different groups of people, they can speak up in a way that the person they're trying to help can't they don't have as much risk when they speak up when they say hey wait uh uh-uh, that's not right or no let's think about this you know versus if the person that's in the group that you're allied with says it it may not be received the same so there is tremendous power and I say a privilege in allyship when you do it when you step in and you say you know what I want to help out and what can I do tell me what I can do. I'm going to go over here and I'm going to learn. That's another thing allies do. Yep. I'm going to learn for myself. I have some ideas. Now, what can I do? Are any of these yep. ideas good? What, tell me how I can help you. And if you're the type of person, which I think Jill, I don't know you well, <laughs> well, but I think I'm seeing from you that you're the type yep. of person that likes to help people. Yes, so it's for easy sure. for us to slip into that allyship role. Cause we're like, what can we do? How can we help? Yep. We want to help. And so um, if you're, type of person like that, which a lot of people are being an ally, you can get into that role. And so in the workplace, here's what it looks like in the workplace, you're sitting in a meeting, maybe y'all are if you're a a paralegal, that's a litigation paralegal, y'all are having this case meeting, you know, you have a colleague, another paralegal that works on the case, somebody, you know, the lawyers are talking, they cut that paralegal off whenever they're Mm. speaking. You can be an ally to that person. You can, and you know, maybe they are in a marginalized group. Maybe it's a male attorney that cuts off a woman attorney. You can say, hey, I think that um, Jill was still had something to say, um, or she was still speaking. That's allyship too. Again, going back to it it doesn't have to be big and grandiose. And, you know, I gave a million dollars. Like, it doesn't have (laughs) to be that. It can be stepping in into spaces and doing something as simple as that. That's allyship speaking up and giving credit where credit is due. Whenever you see that maybe someone is taking someone else's credit, or you see that that person may be more reserved and they won't speak up for themselves. When you step in and say, you know what, actually, it was John that wrote this brief. It wasn't me. I wrote this brief that helped us win or whatever. I drafted the first draft of it. That's allyship. Even something as simple as that. And it's just something I just want to remind everybody. It's, It's you know, it's not something to be taken lightly. If you're going to be an ally to a, to a group of people. <laughs> you need to be committed. <laughs> you need to be committed. And nobody's yep. saying you have to, but if you're going to do it, then do yep. it right. <laughs> be committed, be yes. all in. And so, and I tell you, it will, it's it's kind of like giving, just general. Sure. When you give, the person that's giving to me, I get just, as, I receive just as much when I'm giving. And so being an ally, you know, you're helping, but I think you get just as much from helping and being that ally as you do from, you know, stepping into that space and helping another, another group.
0: I totally agree with that. And I, I love how, like, you know, I mean, clearly we connected, um, you know, I, I know, I I know how awesome you are and wanted to share all your knowledge, but I love how we're connecting on these points. Not, not planned, not planned. We're just, we're just, (laughs) like you said, we're just feeling it because I want to tell you and the listeners a little story, but you know, when I really wanted to start the diversity equity and inclusion initiative for NALA and get that moving. Of course, I went to someone because that's what you do. You you think, OK, this is what I want to do, but I'm, I'm not going to be able to do it myself. And as you know, that's not how it works on a board of directors anyway, mm-hmm. no matter if you are the boss. But I'll <laughs> never forget on a, in a downtime, I went to this person and I talked about what I wanted to do and I talked about why. And I even questioned, like, why hasn't this been done before? Like, why didn't, you know, past leaders do it? Because there seemed to me there's there was opportunity that they could have and it resonated with what you just said that this person said to me because what was of a class was of a different race and said jill and she knew me i mean she she knew me well like you just said but she said jill i cannot tell you how this will be coming from you Mm
1: -hmm.
0: as compared to if it was coming from me And or or the others that I thought should have started it. She talked about, you know, you people judge you and think you have a hidden agenda because you're in a class or you're Mm -hmm. of a certain type or you're of it. So then they think, well, they're just doing it because that's what they are and they want to do it. And so then coming from me, it's like, oh, well, you know, and she said the power that you will have and the influence that you will have, you know, and and I love that. But I'll be honest with you, I'm I wish you could see I'm getting goosebumps. I'll be honest with you, it hurt me. It hurt my feelings. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I like that she was telling me this. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I mean, clearly I know, I know that things are like that in this world, but it hurts when you know I'm like, oh no, because you're awesome and you know, you could get it done and you could do it. And it's like she just knew that's reality. That she just was like, it's not it was not gonna work. You know, coming from you, though, you can get it done. And so, you know, when you said that when people tell me that and when people say stuff like that, that is why I'm doing this today. That's why I want you on my podcast It's why I've done things before is because it's very important and it's not personal. It changes things and it makes you Mm -hmm. feel like I said, you get the feeling of giving and of, you know, being helpful and being kind. You get some of those, you know, being charitable. All those things to me resonate when you're talking about doing this. And sometimes I think like at first I didn't really even make that connection. You don't really until you really dig deep and you get those, like you said, those responses From people, you're like, oh, wow. And I mean, it meant so much. Like, I thought I was just like doing a good thing because it was the right thing to do. I mean, I'll be honest with you. I don't know why people didn't think it was the right thing to do, but I thought it was the right thing to do. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I got it. Right. I got (laughs) it. That's right. (laughs) I got to get this going. And it was, I was just doing what I thought was right. And here it meant so much more and on another level Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. to somebody that, like you said, was in that certain group, was in that certain class, was, you know, having the struggles and, you know, couldn't do it themselves. When you step up and you step to those people and you understand, it's it's amazing. That's yeah. all I can say.
1: Yeah, it just involves so much more risk on their part. And yes. so it's, you know, for you to step in and not that it wasn't a risk for you, but maybe right. a little bit less.
0: Yes, you know, so yes, I'm, I'm with you. And so I I really like that we connect on that, because it just shows it shows what you're saying is, I mean, it's real life examples. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I definitely, I'm definitely with you. So, so lastly, you know, I'm sad that we are, we're gonna have to wrap it up. But, <laughs> you know, I want, I want the listeners because, you know, thank goodness that we got year 2021. I mean, good Lordy. <laughs> We're in the downhill uh, thing here that we got another year 2021 is coming on the horizon for a brand new, better, you know, can I say it again, better,
1: Hopefully, <laughs> um,
0: you know, a year, you know, what do you think will be some of the um, important issues on diversity and inclusion in 2021? I
1: think one of the main things, remember how I alluded to systemic and individual interventions? I think a lot of law firms and companies are focusing on that systemic piece of diversity, equity, and inclusion. Like they're understanding that to make, you're working on both pieces, but a lot of times we've been working on the individual. Yep. And now you really have to get, if you want to see change, real change, you're going to have to get into the systemic. And I know that word right now is a little laden. Some people are like systemic. Oh, you know, they don't believe. But again, systemic is policies, practices, procedures, unwritten policies, written policies. Taking a look at those and that there's organizations that if you're really serious about this, and there are a lot of organizations that are, they're going to be taking a look at how they operate and what they're doing so that they can make their law firms more equitable, make their law firms more representative of the clients. You said something, I mean you are right. How can you serve your clients well if you don't have as much thought, all the different thoughts coming in there? Somebody might have a super outstanding thought, and they're not even at the table. And so, you know, that is important to clients, you know, for law firm clients. And I think law firms, they've been thinking about it, and I think it's still (laughs) going to be on their mind in 2021, and you're going to see more focus on that systemic work I think you'll still see the focus on representation and trying to increase it. You know, in particular, you'll have, you know, with respect to I know in the in the paralegal ranks going back to when we did our presentation for Nala, yep. that you know the paralegal ranks are not as diverse when you're looking at gender as they could be. You uh, know, so that's like, well, I mean, we is need, that something we do need
0: some men? <laughs>
1: right, is that something to work on some of the best paralegals I worked with there were some gentlemen, there were only a handful of them. um, And I was like, where are you? They were good though, but there were only a handful of them. So that's something that could be worked on. And that's a representation piece in the paralegal profession, you know, and in law firms all up and down, they have gender work to do. They have race work to do. They have differing abilities work in that space to do just, there's a lot. So yes. there's going to be that continued <laughs> focus on representation. I think another thing that's going to start happening is you're going to see, because I know there's some platforms out there right now. So, you know, you have like door that you can go on and you can say, mm, this is yep. what's going on with my company. And there's this rise of new platforms that will start to grade employers on their diversity equity and inclusion work oh wow and we haven't really seen that before and, and now they're coming in right at this time when there's a lot of focus and so some employers are going to have a light shined on what yeah. shown on what they're doing and they're going to be like well wait a minute Whoa. I mean <laughs> because there's all these I wasn't te- ready <laughs> yeah there's all these technology platforms that are coming on board right now and I think that's the next you know, that's some of the next wave that um, I think law firms and corporations should get ready for. If you're not already thinking about it, like, okay, we're going to be graded on some of this externally, like people are really looking, we can't just keep it to ourselves anymore. We're going to have to work on it. And it's going to have to be something that's real substantial, you know, not just we put it on our website, and we're not doing anything else. (laughs)
0: so no I I agree with you that and I think too it may even play into I think nowadays you know competitive like when you're looking Mm -hmm. to go somewhere I mean especially you know you're out of law school and you're like you know thinking about where you want to go it's like looking at I think that's what People are going to start looking at because, you know, you can only, you know, insurance, time off, you know, Mm -hmm. pay holidays, you know, all that stuff only goes so far. Um, There's I think companies are offering more and more things. And I think this is a place and one thing I love that Densmore does. I mean, like we have a chair, of course, of the like you were calling the affinity committee and stuff. And, and, you know, they'll have quotes or he'll, you know, uh, circulate things. And the one thing that I love, it's like, you know, he talks about how it's really changed the culture of the firm. And it's not just, you know, you're really walk you're not just talking the talk, you're walking the walk. And it really is making a difference because they can see the people that are coming and wanting to work there.
1: Yeah. And let me tell you, I still talk to law school students, I mentor them. And I told them the ones that are interviewing, I'm like, yep. ask them, ask them what they're doing in this space, look at the law firm, see how the people who are interviewing you answer the questions. I mean, because especially if they have like multiple places they could go, if they're really good students, then this might be something that makes the difference in the talent that you bring in. So I've
0: been telling them, hey, ask them the questions you're interviewing the law firm too. (laughs) That's right. It works both ways. And, and, you know, like I said, you can tell by the people that are coming that want to work there. And then also they feel welcome. I mean, that's why they're wanting to work there is because that's already been projected. The firm is already like changing the culture, changing and projecting that culture and also, you know, on the other side, you know, what they're doing, but what they're not going to be tolerating, what's mm-hmm. not going to be tolerated and what they're not going to be, you know, promoting, um, right. you know, it's really interesting, I think, where we're where we're headed. And I, th- I like um, all the things that you said that's coming up because, you know, on the horizon for 2021, I think I love that. I had not heard that about the grading. You know how it is every time somebody steps up and there's going to be grading, mm-hmm. um, you know, as soon as you get that rating on Google, you're yeah. <laughs> (laughs) I'm telling you, it's happening. It it makes a big difference. It makes a big difference. Well, that's all the time that we have for this episode. Uh, Cherie, thank you so very much. thank you for being my guest today. I mean, you discussed so much valuable information and I love how you gave some little teasers that, you know, people can reach out if they would like some more information, because let me tell you folks, you, I know that Sheree is full of very useful information (laughs) on this subject and, and, and many others, I'm sure. But if you would, if the listeners would like to get some more information, follow up, you know, get in touch with you, what is the best way that they can contact you?
1: I'm I'm a avid, you know, super user of LinkedIn. So that's how you can that's Wonderful. how you can reach me. I check it every day. And I would also say too, if you're in a law firm that has like Jill's law firm already has diversity things happening, get involved. And if you're at one that doesn't, start to think about how you can get it going. If you're at a law firm that has a chief diversity officer or a partner that works on um, diversity and inclusion or a head paralegal or whatever the case may be. Start to talk to them and get involved. Raise your hand and get involved. I promise you, your effort will be worth it because you are making the workplace a better place. You're making your law firm a better place. You're making the world a better place. And I'm not saying, you know, it's not, that's not something cheesy. That's true. You are. So get involved.
0: Thank you so much. That's that's great advice. And like I said, thank you so very much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. And, you know, I I make my little list of people that, uh, you know... (laughs) So I'll be bothering you again. Anytime. (laughs) I am sure. I am sure. So thank you so much again. Thank you, Jill. Uh, And thank you so much for all our listeners who tuned in today. If you have any questions or comments for me, please contact me at jfrancisco at logical.com. I hope you will join me for our next episode. I'm Jill Francisco for The Paralegal Voice signing off.